Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome back to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. This week, my colleague Irene Tunkel is joining me on the podcast to share some of her longer-term themes for U.S. stocks. Irene is BCA's U.S. equity strategist, and although she has maintained a cautious stance towards U.S. stocks all year and continues to favor a more defensive posture, she has identified some opportunities in the U.S. equity market that are poised to do well over a longer-term horizon. So keep listening to find out what she is recommending to her clients as thematic investments. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Rokaya. So as all of your clients know, you have been bearish on stocks this year. Uh, and actually, I think all of the BCA clients that watch our live stream daily meetings in the morning are aware of this. Uh, you know, we have some interesting internal debates going on. But you have written an interesting report recently about some of the structural themes and opportunities for investors in U.S. equities. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yes, uh, I think that I've been fairly bearish from the beginning of the year and my theme for the year was flattened down. And when if you're bearish and you think a little bit about the longer term, you start to think, you know, where do you really invest? And I think that's when longer term investment teams are coming in handy, because at least you know that if you are patient and if you have sort of stomach to handle the volatility, short term volatility over the long term, these are winning themes that kind of promise you know, substantial reward. Okay, well, moving on to your longer term themes, I mean, robotics is clearly one of them for good reason. And you were just telling me about, you know, something that you've seen where robots are now peeling bananas as well, highlighting just how much the technology has advanced. So talk to us a little bit about this theme. No, I find this absolutely fascinating. When I was doing uh, research for the report, a special report on robotics called Robotics Revolution, I was just reading different articles, and apparently it's a huge achievement if a robot can peel the fruit without crushing it. And this particular robot, not only it can peel the banana, but it was actually learning from researchers. And this was some, you know, sort of experiment in Tokyo, or Tokyo University. And so basically it's uh, deep learning. So the robot was watching how the researcher is peeling a banana and then he was able to replicate that in about 36 hours. So I think it's a major breakthrough. Another one that really impressed me is electronic skin, which means that the robot can actually touch things and actually has some sensory sort of reaction to what it encounters. And it has tremendous implications both for industrial robotics and also for, say, prosthetic limbs. So I think that what is happening in that area is completely uh, mind-boggling in terms of technological developments. And I think more is to come because, you know, researchers are kind of learning from adjacent areas of technology. So basically, this kind of innovation is spreading like a wildfire. Right. Now, one of uh, your other interesting themes, and this is one of my favorite themes of yours, is the Generation Z theme. And we had a conversation about this about a year ago, actually, when you first wrote your first report about this theme. And like I told you then, um, I have to admit that as a millennial, your report did make me feel a little bit passe. But I am curious about uh, this up and coming generation. So you're a mom of 
uh, Gen Z kids. So how did the field research go and what did you find? Yeah, this is one of my favorite themes and I do get to observe them every day. And I find this generation extremely interesting. We call this generation the digital natives because this is really the first generation that does not know the world without the internet. And it brings about some good things and some bad things. The good things is that, you know, they're the early adopters of everything online, whether it's fit, uh, fintech or metaverse, even gaming, they basically kind of live in that reality. So if they don't get to go out and play with, you know, some of their friends because they have to be driven to play dates, they can do that in a cyberspace. And in a way, this is kind of exciting. And of course, there is downside to that, which is gaming again. And I'm <laughs> saying that with a feeling as a parent. But, you know, this generation really is building a strong sort of purchasing power. It's a big generation. It's 62 million people. Uh, they are coming of age. They are replacing baby boomers. So just as baby boomers are retiring, this generation is you know, joining the workforce. Their earning power is only to increase. So currently, I think that estimate is 130, 143 billion in buying power. And also they have Generation X standing by them. We are their parents. We're buying them gaming computers. <laughs> uh, and we're buying them Lululemon pants if we can do it. And so this is a very health-conscious generation. They love pets, and they think that cannabis uh, is healthier than hard liquor, which is, again, a very interesting angle to me as a Generation X person. This theme has a great future, but there is still no ETF. Right. How can investors uh, play this theme then? There is um, millennials ETFs, but there are no Generation Z ETFs yet. And so we recommend that perhaps you look at our Generation Z basket, we have created a custom basket and it really is an umbrella theme for some of the most popular stocks for Gen Z and for some of the most popular ETFs uh, within sort of this umbrella. And also the theme is down something like 50% of its peak and its popularity sort of uh, it's representing Gen Z themes was kind of the source of its demise because these are the people who start trading like all teenagers, children of my friends are trading. And so this theme is extremely volatile, but also if you think about the long term, this is a big generation and all of the stocks probably will come back and more. So a great entry point. So another one of your longer term themes is what you've called green and clean, uh, which of course benefits from efforts to combat climate change. Now, what are the forces that you think will support increased renewable adoption going forward and provide a general tailwind for this theme? I think it actually uh, dovetails on the previous theme of Gen Z and also millennials. It seems like there is really no debate among these generations whether there is whether climate change is real. They believe it is real and they're willing to make sacrifices to save the planet. It's also one of the key themes. And so the change in, um, in the mood of uh, consumer mood, I guess, supports migration to green and clean and also the war in Ukraine and uh, challenges with energy supplies. So I think all of that is contributing to a shift towards renewables. And of course, it helps that renewables are becoming cheaper and cheaper. So now producing energy from solar and wind is by far cheaper than from you know traditional sources of energy. And so the estimates that if now 14% of energy is coming from renewables, in the near future, something in 2030, it will be 40%, which is very sizable. So the price is falling, adoption is increasing, and as there is a huge operating leverage, so the more people adopt, the cheaper it will become. There are still challenges that remain. And the challenges are rainy days and the days when there is no wind. 
but it's still very difficult to sort of work out how to create sort of the safety net to tidy people over, you know, these days when there is no electricity from uh, renewable sources. And that's why there is a debate about whether it should be nuclear, whether it should be coal, whether it should be gas. And we've seen what was happening with, you know, what was happening in Texas, I think a couple of years ago. There really needs to be a backup source until they're really large batteries that are able to source, to store energy in between sort of sunny days. But again, it's a technological breakthrough. There is a lot going on in that area and probably those batteries are coming. Right. And a potential play also on this theme, which you have as a long-term theme in its own right, is the electric vehicle revolution. So what are the tailwinds that you expect to support uh, this um, this movement going forward? Is it, as you mentioned, technological advancement that will improve the performance of these cars? Is it because you expect they will become more econ- uh, a better economical choice for households versus internal combustion engines? Um, is it legislation? Uh, so what exactly is the driving force for this um, theme? I think it's all of the above. Uh, definitely legislation. So this administration is extremely supportive of electric vehicles. And Inflation Reduction Act actually allocated lots of money, something like $340 billion, I think, towards renewables. And it also includes a tax package as tax credits for purchases of uh, electric vehicles. So definitely lots of legislative support. But also, I think the, um, there is really a confluence of factors that really promote advancement of EVs today. One of them is the price of gasoline. Uh, many people start to think that, well, uh, maybe I really should switch to electric vehicle. And the fleet of cars in the U.S. is quite old. So lots of people will be switching. Electric vehicles are becoming uh, less and less expensive. And so they're becoming more attractive, especially with this tax credit. And also EVs are becoming more and more practical. Uh, One factor that was keeping away many people from electric vehicles, and I'm one of them, is the range and scarcity of the charging stations. Mm -hmm. So some of the funds from Inflation Reduction Act will be redirected towards uh, construction of charging stations. Uh, There is also lots of private entrance into that area. And also the range of the vehicles is becoming longer and longer. So if Tesla has 350 miles, Lucid is boasting 500 miles range. Mm-hmm. All of that is becoming, making these cars more and more attractive to sort of laymen like me. And general support for the environment and also practicality of it are really propelling this industry forward. Right. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. It was really nice to hear you talk about uh, the longer term opportunities uh, in the U.S. equity market. Um, and thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Rukaya. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. It's now that time of year again when BCA strategists are busy putting together their annual outlooks. So over the coming weeks, some of my colleagues will be joining me on the podcast to share how they expect the economy and financial markets to perform in 2023. So stay tuned.